0: And now, on with the show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero...
1: to episode 52 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break Podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined every week by Mike Maloney and Kayla Rodriguez-Santiago. How are
2: you guys doing today? Fantastic. Thank you, Allison. I hope you're doing well.
3: Oh, yeah. We'd like to thank our
1: presenting partner, Skilled Trades Partners. Mike, tell us a little bit about
0: STP. Skilled Trades Partners, Mary and Seth Chisholm and all the folks over there do a great job. Uh, helping people find jobs in the skilled trade. So they work with their members very closely and they find the right people for the right job. So if you're looking to fill some trades positions, reach out to the folks at Skilled Trades Partners. And thanks to them. And this week, we've got a, a great top five as we settle into the holidays, right? We're coming up on the holidays. We'll be here before you know it. Uh, we kind of touched upon a Thanksgiving uh foods, but let's talk a bit about Kayla. What do you got for top five this week?
2: So my top five, I'm going to start with five being like the and then number one is going to be like, what? We have to have that. Uh, But these are like the top five that we have. So number five is going to be arroz con andules, which is a Puerto Rican rice with pigeon peas. And it's so good. It's like mixed with a bunch of um, like savory flavors. It's like a yellow rice. It is so delicious. And it pairs well with uh, my number four, which is roasted pork. Um, So growing up, my family used to roast an entire pork. They used to gut the thing, <laughs> roast it, and then you would eat it, and it was just amazing. The flavors are great. It's nice and moist. Um, you roast it all day, literally five am to like seven pm, and they take it right off of the grill, cut it up, and it's ready to serve. Um, my number three, I love love, love potato salad. And it's not your traditional. potato salad that you see at like Market Basket, right? The potato salad, there's two different ones. There's Dominican potato salad, which has like beets in it and it sounds gross, but it just comes together really well. And then there's a Puerto Rican potato salad my mom makes. She adds uh, apple slices and onions into it with eggs, potatoes, and mayo. And it sounds like a weird combination, but it is so good. Um, Just the apples give it that nice, fresh, sweet taste um, in contrast with the onions. My number two are the, okay, so number two and one are going to be my, my desserts. So number two is my tres leche cake. Um, I love it. You guys had it in the office. It's like that really moist cake, right? It's so good. Has like that milk that goes right over, pours over. It's so delicious. It's so moist and it has like a nice marshmallow frosting. Delicious. And then my number one is going to be flang. So flang de queso. So so it's kind of like a, it's almost like a, help me out here, you guys. What's a flang? It's like a,
1: it's like a custard, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's like like a a custard, but it's like, isn't it kind of formed in like a, like almost like a, it's like you put it in a cake thing and like flip it upside down, but really small.
2: Yes. So it's like formed in like a shape, like a cylindrical type shape,
1: right? I've never had it, but I've seen it.
2: No. So it's like, And You're absolutely right. It's like a a creme brulee. And so it comes in a bunch of flavors. You can have like a flan de queso, which is delicious. You can have a coconut one, a caramel one. That's actually the one that got me to like it. Um, But yeah, that's kind of our top five. That's my top five. So I'll, I'll, you know, you guys are invited to my Thanksgiving (laughs) or sorry, my Christmas. You guys are invited to my Christmas. There you go
1: whatever holiday i'll be there
3: if there's yes. gonna be
2: dulce de leche absolutely that was so good maybe i'll bring you guys some roasted pork here in the office i will I'm never turn sense. that down yeah mm-hmm. all right sounds good i'm making and if anyone food. listening
1: to the podcast wants to come we'll drop the date the pork will be there <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's perfect you guys can come by the office perfect <laughs> Uh mike who do we have uh on the podcast this week
0: this week on the podcast, we are lucky to be joined by Aaron from DeWalt. He spends uh, some time going over some new stuff from DeWalt, talks about but, but the technology that DeWalt uses in their uh, hand tools. Uh, it was great talking to Aaron, and let's hear from him. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Aaron Sorcheski from DeWalt Tools. Uh, we are very lucky to have Aaron with us on today because uh, DeWalt is a huge supporter, not only of the skilled trades, but of our program here at Uh, the Gould Construction Institute in ABC Massachusetts so welcome Aaron thanks for being on with us today
4: yeah thanks appreciate it I was looking at the uh, list looks like you guys just topped 50 episodes right so that's that's yeah we awesome. just nice we work. just
0: celebrated one year right so the podcast is one year's old and over fifty episodes. So what started as a quick little idea now has grown into something we record every week and we've had a lot of great members, non-members, not yet a members on, but uh having DeWalt on, having you on specifically is a is a is a great honor and pleasure because of like I said, all the help that you guys give us. Uh we would not be doing what we do, you know, not only with our daytime electrical program, but in general with the skilled trades you guys do so much for us. So Thank you very much. So, Aaron, tell us a bit about yourself sure. and, and how you came to work for DeWalt and a little bit about your background.
4: Yeah, that's a loaded question. But um, so I've uh, I, I grew up in New Hampshire. I live up here currently. I'm just on the on the uh, south border of New Hampshire. So about uh, call it an hour, 45 minutes outside of Boston and uh, grew up up here as well. My uh, dad was in the trades. He was in construction. He worked for a company called Perini. They're I think now Tudor Perini. Um, but um, kind of watched him, you know, going into work every day. We went down and, you know, visited Copley Place that he worked on and all these different projects. And that was always pretty interesting to me. And, um, he, you know, he built our, our house. We have, a, you know, a little house up in New Hampshire. And so as I was, you know, one to five, I think it was under construction. So I was constantly kind of just watching all that go on and was kind of intrigued by the whole thing. So I think that's probably what led to, you know working for, for DeWalt. I, I kind of went the you know the quote unquote traditional path and you know went to UNH after school and went into business uh and you know and and, and into sales and that's kind of what what brought me into the to the roles that I was in. But I think in the back of my mind I, I really enjoyed like tools and building and all of that and construction. So that's what drew me to to uh to actually applying and working with DeWalt. So um, with that, I've been around for 15 years now, so I've got uh, a few years under my belt with them um, in different capacities too. So most of our employees start out through our uh, what we call a SMDP program, or like a Sales and Marketing Development program. So we have a kind of a regimented outline of you know what their first, second, third year looks like. There's courses just like you have, you know, in your in your curriculum, and then we have them out in the field. They're either working with the retail accounts like Home Depot, Lowe's, you know, Tractor Supply, or maybe Two Step or the uh, hardware accounts, you know, stuff like that. So um, started in that, and then just you know held probably four or five different roles around the country, including a stint at corporate back in Connecticut, and and now I'm a trainer, so I'm uh, out in the field, part of a team of seven that go out and we train our internal staff. We train our distributor partners and we train our end users. And then we work with, uh, you know, the other, the other training groups like yourself to, to, uh, to kind of push the, the DeWalt agenda, if you will.
0: (laughs) And and, like I, like I said in the very beginning, DeWalt's always support us. You know, I, and I, I always feel bad going back to the well, right. I need, I need this, I need that. And DeWalt's never said no, never said can't do that, can't help you out. They've always been very accommodating and that's why we just appreciate it so much. So I guess being on the tool side of things, how far ahead do you think is DeWalt's on the technology piece for tools?
4: Well, I think um, there's a couple pieces there. One, I will be the first to admit that we're not usually the first to market with something. There are other companies out there that are much quicker to adapt um, with that said, you know, and, and kind of being training, we're tied in pretty closely with the product team. Um, the product team will put in they, they. It almost sometimes becomes analysis paralysis where they will like look at the application. They'll look at you know how do we make the tool better? How do we make it so that it's you know not going to fall apart? It's going to last you know as long as the user needs. It's going to do the uh, the application quicker, all that stuff. So they kind of put in a lot of due diligence, and with that, you know, that m- might sometimes. Kind of slow down our our, uh, our product launch road, if you will, compared to some of our competition. But if you look at overall, you know, the the legacy of innovation within Dewalt and within Stanley and the, and Lennox and Proto and the other brands, uh, it's it's pretty legit. I mean, you know, first cordless tool back in in the early '90s. Um, you know, you look at uh, the radial arm saw. I mean, all the way back to. You know the 1920s when when Dewalt was was started with the radio arm saw, all the way through today. There's there's some pretty significant you know world's first achievements that we have. So that's a big focus for us next year. You know um, I think we've we've kind of our company we had a lot of um, I would say de- like diverse you know kind of side businesses or not not necessarily side businesses but other peripheral businesses like se- security and Uh, door access and healthcare and those have have kind of either been sold or purchased and and now the focus is back to tools so I think what you're going to see in 2023 particularly 2024 and 25 once this machine revs up is a lot more you know innovation in, in specifically in tools. So right. hopefully and then, that uh, answers your question.
0: <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the tools, right. are based on, especially the, the cordless stuff is the battery capacity, right. And how fast the batteries change, right. So whether it be uh nickel metal hydride, whether it be lithium ion, lithium poly stuff, right. So in, yeah. in everybody, you know, I, it's funny because nowadays, you know, you, uh, does DeWalt still make cordless? God, do, do they corded things? Do they make corded tools.
4: You know, we've got, we do have corded. With that said, I don't know of any new corded product. Um, There might be something like a, you know, a lot of like products that, you know, like grinders where runtime is important or sometimes demolition tools where chipping hammers and all that where you have a high draw application and it's it's used consistently. Like the, the trigger is pulled for six hours, seven hours a day, you know, whatever it may be. Those still are corded, but even those are starting to switch over. I mean, we're we're seeing a, a the majority of users with grinders switch to a battery now versus.
0: See, so you got the the the, the motor. I mean, the, the 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 battery technology is changing so fast, right now. You've got brushless motors as well, right? So now you went from having brushed motors that were not as efficient and draw would draw too much amperage, right? So the battery capacity is changing all the time. Uh, Let me look at cars, right? Car battery technology changes. You got run, people can run three, four, 500 miles. You got all sorts of uh, technology there. What is some new stuff that you could talk about for 2023 as far as some of the tools, do you think? What are you most excited about?
4: Yeah, um, there's a bunch of stuff. The biggest one is is probably PowerStack, which um, hopefully you know some of your listeners have have seen the advertisements and have you know are on social media and they've seen you know some of the posts and so forth. Because we did launch PowerStack, uh, that the battery platform itself this summer, but we launched it in a small pack configuration, so a one point seven amp hour, which is in the commercial world probably not as big as it's typically needed you know that works really well for homeowner or maybe some lighter duty where ergonomics is key and where you know you have access to a charger but the runtime on and on these heavier draw higher output tools like circ saws and roto hammers really the, the the most popular is like a five amp hour pack or bigger so uh, we've got a five hour pack that actually just shipped to me uh, yesterday. So I finally got got one in the mail yesterday, which means that they're in the DCs now. Um, and that'll be probably our biggest push for the beginning of next year is tying that new battery into all the existing kits and then and, and the tools. Cause the battery itself is, is a huge improvement. Um, and to kind of dive into the, the tech a little bit on it, it's essentially it's a, a pouch cell versus a cylindrical cell. So if you look at batteries for power tools, uh, today or you know in, or in the last few years, they've all been a cylindrical cell, and that's typically a four volt. You know, it's like a small, looks like a double A battery, and those are you know stacked up in, in a configuration in the pack. There might be five of them, there might be ten of them, there might be fifteen, you know, depending on how big the big the pack is and how big the amp hour or the runtime is. The new the power stack is a pouch style cell, so it's similar to what you would see in your cell phone. However, typically what you see in a cell phone is not as durable as a cylindrical cell. That's why no one had really adopted pouch cells for tools uh, or even cars. Like cars use cylindrical cells. You know, we use 10 of them and Tesla uses like 10,000 of them in a car. Um, You know, that cylindrical cell has historically been real durable. So we found a manufacturer that essentially the long story short is we found a manufacturer that can make a pouch cell as durable as a cylindrical cell so it essentially has um three big pluses to that right or, or benefits and one it's more compact they stack nicer instead of putting a square uh a round peg in a square hole we can stack those those five cells real nice and, and neatly two the pack is actually or the pouch is actually designed to be much more robust and it holds up to heat a lot better so the heat of the you know the draw of the power out of the battery is. Generates heat and and it'll hold up to that better. So, so you get a more compact battery. You get a a battery that has about twice the lifespan. And then the the last thing is it's more efficient, um, where it actually can release energy faster. So it's almost like a little bit of a turbo boost on your tools. Get about 50% more power and you get better efficiency out of the battery. So you get more work done. you know, it's kind of the next step for us as far as battery tech goes, and it's and it. What's cool is it retrofits and, and is retroactive to all the existing tools. So if you had a drill from us from, you know, six years ago and you put that in, that drill is actually going to perform better than it did before. So it's it's kind of a cool
0: benefit to everybody. And are the um are the most of the Dewalt stuff is all brushless motors. Yeah, for the most part, I think everything
4: that uh, is, is coming out now is is brushless. There's a few brushed, you know, you might see, you know, through some of the box stores, like, in, you know, your Father's Day deals. I'm not sure if all of those are, are, br- are brushless or if they're brushed, but the brushless motor is, at this point, it has kind of taken over. It's it's more efficient, it lasts longer, it's smaller, it's more compact. Um, so it's really, it's all, all upside for the most part, yeah. And then
0: from your time starting in the construction industry, right, way back from when you were a kid to now, what are some of the major changes besides the cordless stuff? What, is, what are some other big changes that you've seen? I think
4: that's that's probably the the biggest one. I think, you, you know, there's been a ton of changes in the construction industry just in the past couple of years. And even you could look at just like the last three years with COVID. But to me, it feels like, you know, job sites have changed significantly. They're cleaner. They're, um, they're really, you know, more buttoned up and secure, you know, the, the days of our reps just kind of walking onto a job site and, and poking around and looking for somebody to, to sell tools to is, is, is not really the, the way that we operate anymore. You know, there's got to be an appointment and we want to make sure that we're talking to the right people and we're being smart about those visits and, you know, and, and working with the company and within their etiquette, you know. Um, rules and regulations and so forth so that that's changed a little bit um it's a little less wild west i feel like out there than than it used to be you know a couple years ago um the i mean cordless you know now you see cordless tool used to be you know drills saws you know maybe some lights and and you know and and grinders you know some mostly smaller tools but now you see i mean everything up to to pickup trucks right it's it's, just running off the
0: battery (laughs) My wife for christmas wants a uh like a wireless like a cordless hot glue gun i'm like they make that like, yep they make it oh. i went and bought it yeah, yep right? it's crazy right it, and it, like it everything from like i said lights to radios to to like like just all the cordless things there but because like, it cars trucks i mean it it, it is pretty wild it, yeah. it, of all the dewalt products what's the craziest dewalt product that you that you guys have do you think
4: i think um i would say that our our one of our most impressive launches uh, and products in the last couple of years has been yeah. our nine inch construction saw so you know you imagine you know the quickie saws or the gas saws from Husqvarna and the, and the likes that the new you know the one that we have the, the dcs 690 runs off a single battery and it just seems like the, the power is endless it starts immediately you know it's just it's it's like incredibly durable uh so it's that one's been a good one we just launched a new 20 inch chainsaw which you know not necessarily a big seller within the commercial construction world but holy smokes i I took that out the other day just to kind of get some firewood going for for the season and the power there i it, it honestly now does compete with like a gas saw so it's
0: it's because you really think of the uh, the alone on that chainsaw, right? It's gotta, that poor tri- that poor chainsaw got to go <laughs> through a big piece of wood, and I I I got an electric one myself, and it's like this thing can barely keep up. And the power that the electric chainsaw, cordless must have, is going to be in, 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 insane. It's, um,
4: and it's so easy too. You don't have to worry about you know mixing fuel or uh, maintenance and all that. You just pop a battery in and you're done. It's, I,
0: I can't stand my electric chainsaw, I, I hate it. And then just the fact that combinations you can make, right. You can do so many uh, amazing things. All yeah. right. And then, um, you know, you know, what is, you know, besides uh, DeWalt, do you do any of the training on any of the uh, companies? Cause I know DeWalt's a large company. There's a lot of, they own a lot of other companies. Do you cross pollinate at all with other brands? Oh,
4: yeah. Yep, for sure. So, you know, just, I guess a little background for the, for the users, um, if you're not familiar so we are owned by stanley black and decker stanley black and decker came into uh existence you know a few years ago i just wrote it down actually because i had forgotten what the actual date was i think it was
3: 20
4: just a few years ago they purchased black and decker and black and decker was the parent company for dewalt back from the 60s i believe um so really anything that you've seen you know commercialized from DeWalt has always been under either the black and De- Decker umbrella or more recently the Stanley umbrella. Um, and Stanley underneath that we've got a whole host of brands so it's you know um, it's DeWalt it's obviously Stanley Tools, Irwin, Lennox, um, you have Craftsman in there, Porter Cable, Boss Stitch so you know th- there's been these different acquisitions that were kind of targeted you know to whoever was really the best in their in their class right we looked at when I was with DeWalt, I used to sell against Lennox, you know, back in the day, and they would kick our butt all the time on reset blades and hole saws. And so, you know, our our, our group was like, okay, who who can we bring in that has you know the best innovation in this work in this space? And, the, and that's where Lennox, you know, came came from. So, to answer your question, we do we train on on everything. Uh, I'm part of the commercial group, so we focus on really like our our premier brands. So that's DeWalt, Lennox for cutting. And then proto for mechanics tools and hand tools. Um, but within that, you know, you also with DeWalt, you have anchors too. And that's a huge focus. because um, that's a real big piece of of the solution. If you think about, you know, every building that's put together, every construction project is, is essentially fastening material together. So, <laughs> you know, having the the solutions with that fastening, with that anchoring, and then being able to, you know, design accessories and tools that help to do that all more efficiently that is where we become a better solution for our for our users. So hope, you know, hopefully that that helps. Um, I would say anchoring is is probably the biggest piece of our training now because it's the most technical and it can be the most intimidating. Um, you know, particularly with our distributor partners and with our our sales team. You know, there's a little bit that goes into it. You just don't walk onto a you know a job site or talk to a to a customer and say, hey, you should buy this anchor instead of the anchor that you're that you're using currently. Um. There's specifications, and you know, and there's there's testing, and and kind of some background information that needs to be conveyed with that to make that change. So it's a little bit longer sales process, but again, it you know kind of lends to that total solution that we're trying to bring. So.
0: And then uh, before we jump to the lightning round, I'll ask you one question: If yeah. if you had it your way, what is one thing that Dewalt doesn't make that you th- you know, if money was no object, what do you think? What do you think oh, is a tool yeah. that people need that you guys don't make? Right, kind of a crazy question.
4: Yeah, you know we could do better uh, in full disclosure, and actually we do have some solutions coming out that go down this path. But we could do better with with um, some of the more you know dedicated trade tools, like electrical tools, uh, plumbing tools, you know stuff like that. I think we hit the majority of what they use, the band saws, the impacts, the saws, you know, lasers, we do a great job with all that, but there are some some more specific tools um, that we could get into that that would be real beneficial in that space. I'd love to see, you know, more like ride-on, <laughs> uh, you know, products come out, you know, uh, material handling, you know, stuff like that, maybe um, side-by-sides or, you know, cement, you know, wheelbarrow, whatever it may be, you know, you know, equipment like that. I think we have the potential there with the battery and, and, you know, in the runtime and, and the power. So it'd be neat to some of those things come to fruition.
0: I thought I saw online on one of the social media posts was DeWalt make like a powered wheelbarrow. We did. We had, we
4: had one and it never actually came to market. It, it, uh, we actually, we showed it a few years ago when flexible first came out, we had some working prototypes uh, and it did well. I just don't think, you know, the, I'm not sure if the adoption was there and, and they, you know, it was kind of a high ticket item yeah. as far as, you know, development and, and bringing it to fruition. So I, I think that might've been burner at the time, but, um, but there's, there's certainly potential there. The new batteries, you know, we're up to 15 amp hours now with, with the flexible battery. Wow. And the power and runtime is is absurd. So the sky's the limit. And that's, and that's a lot of what you'll see, you know, next year, going back to your earlier question, uh, world of Concrete this year is going to be real exciting for us. There's there's a bunch of new, larger pieces of equipment that that we'll that we'll see that kind of work with that new battery. So
0: it's going to be it's going to be good. I'm excited. I want to get my hands on a uh the pressure washer. That's what I get get my hands on all those Dewalt pressure washers, battery operated, because I stand lugging mine in and out of the shed and plugging it in, and the cord's only so long, and I got to move the car closer. So to have a cordless power washer thing, that's on my Christmas list from Santa. Maybe Santa so can yep, throw one yep. of those at me. But um, it was awesome having you on. If anybody wants to get a hold yep. of you, Aaron, how do they do that? What's a good way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So it's uh,
4: my email is, is first name, dot last name at Dewalt. So Aaron. Swarchesky. And uh, I can spell that out. It's S W E R C H E S K Y. And that's at Dewalt.com. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm in the Northeast. So anyone that needs, you know, assistance, training, if they need to get in touch with their local rep or, uh, you know, or, or a field rep, whatever it may be service, you know, I can certainly help out. So and always got- happy to, uh, lend a hand.
0: Speaking from experience myself, Aaron is very receptive to emails, phone calls, you know, call away, email away. He's been great. So it's Aaron.Swerchewski at SBDinc.com. Allison, you'll be ready for everyone's favorite part is the lightning round.
3: Yep, the lightning round. Aaron, are you ready? I
0: think so. This is the part (laughs) I was most nervous about.
3: (laughs) That's the consensus, I think, from um, everybody that does the lightning round. So that's all right. Get ready. So, first question: What was the last thing that you did for the first time?
4: Oh, last thing I did for the first time. Holy smokes, um, man, I I started playing pickleball. So I don't know if you know, and I don't know if that marks me as is officially old or not. But no, um, that's a
3: trend. That's a twenty twenty two trend. People have been doing pickleball all twenty twenty two. That's a a major yeah. trend. So if anything, you're a trendsetter
4: it's Um, (laughs) I'll go with that.
3: Yeah. All right. Next question. Do you prefer oceans or mountains?
4: Oh, mountains for sure. Yeah. I'm a mountain, mountain, mountain individual. My wife's from Denver, so she's mountains and uh, we're big skiers and hikers. So that's, that's an easy one.
3: Uh, What's the best ice cream sundae topping?
4: Man. Um, it's kind of boring, but I like strawberries. Like I think being from New England and New Hampshire, having fresh strawberries on top of ice cream is pretty darn good. So I'm gonna have to go with that.
3: I was gonna ask: Is it the muddled strawberries? Is it the fresh strawberries? Because you said fresh. So
4: yeah. yeah, fresh. It's gotta be the good, refresh. We're M and M's. Go in the complete fresh. opposite direction.
3: <laughs> range. I appreciate range. Okay. If you had to describe how you're feeling right now as a weather pattern, what's your forecast?
4: Jeez. I would say, um, it's right now it's, it's a little tumultuous. I got two kids in sports and I got, you know, two kids and one just started middle school. So I got that whole social, social scene coming down and, uh, it's the holidays and and so forth. So I would say it's, it's a, it's a mixed bag of precipitation coming at me, (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
4: but that look is good. I think, you know, everything's looking good and we're excited. We got our our 2023 planning meeting next week for work and that's all real exciting. There's people are, are pumped to get back in person. So for trainers, you know, I'm ready to get out in front of people and, and talking to them for real and, you know, and, and, and being uh face-to-face instead of through a screen. So I'm excited. Yeah. I think the look is sunny, but right now it's, it's a uh, little sleet snow mix. All right.
3: Sleet <laughs> snow mix. Um, what is one song or soundtrack that you listen to when you're working? Dang. good ones. Um, I guess
4: I would say, you know, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, kind of like i don't know what you would even call the genre it's not really country but it's you know i've been listening to like chris stapleton and camp and Mm. um there's another band mount joy but i just kind of like that grainier you know kind of like a little bit intense but still melodic you know it just kind of keeps you awake but but in the background lets you kind of you know i guess zone out a little bit you know in in between uh in between email spells
3: yep solid solid choice chris stapleton's awesome (laughs)
4: what was your first job? Oh man, my first job, um, my first job, I worked during the summer, I was, uh, I worked for a swimming pool company, so it, I installed swimming pools, so I basically moved wheelbarrows of stone dust from one side of yards to the other side, and, uh, did a lot of shoveling, and, and, um, and I'll tell you, you know, I Looking back at that, if I had had an impact driver instead of a corded drill that I had to put together, you know, the thousands of bolts on that, that would that would have saved me hours.
3: Oh, I bet, <laughs> I bet a, a powered wheelbarrow would have helped out with that yeah, stone that dust
4: too. too. It would have saved my back. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um if you could teleport anywhere, where would you go right now? Right now
4: on my bucket list, and it's probably the most difficult to attain is I would love to go to to Japan it just seems like a culture that is completely different from from where we are and what we do and how we operate and it's it's a beautiful country you know as far as the mountains and scenery and skiing there is phenomenal people are nice the food is fantastic so I would I would definitely I would I would zip over there if I could I would
3: definitely check out Japan if I could too Name a TV show you think is underrated. Underrated TV show? Holy cow! Um, I got man. I mean, you
4: gotta you gotta think about The Simpsons. You know, growing up in the nineties and and watching the watching uh, Bart and Lisa. You know, after uh, or at night. You know, during dinner and so forth. That I think that show is still running. I'm pretty sure it's still oh, yeah. on the air. Oh yeah, so, it is. I mean, that's like that's incredible. A cartoon to go that long and and to be consistently hilarious and creative. That's that's probably up there.
3: Oh yeah, lots of conspiracies about The Simpsons.
4: I know they predict it
3: a lot of things.
4: Yeah, it is interesting. It's kind it of is. creepy when you look it's into very
3: it. Very creepy. That was the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> um. Okay. Which bucket list item? are you going to check
4: off in 2023 bucket list. um I I think right now we're working on it right now but uh the plan is to go on a, a sailing trip down in some sort of warm climate down in the in the Caribbean somewhere so my dad and my parents um are are big sailors they're getting older and they really want to knock out a, a trip with the grandkids and and that's something that it's always been on kind of our of our bucket list, so that one is kind of top of the chart right now. It seems like everyone's health is is where we need to be, so I think we could potentially check that box if everything works out okay. That sounds
3: awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely I'm be checking in about that. About <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how the sailing excursion goes?
4: We'll see. Hopefully, we've tried we've tried in years past, and you know, for one reason or other, COVID or or whatnot, it's it's been delayed. But I think this year we might be able to make it mm-hmm.
3: happen make it happen. I love it. All right, last question. What is the best concert you have ever attended?
4: Oof. I got a couple good ones. I lived in Denver for a while, so oh, name them all. Going, to, going to Red Rocks was was good. So, um, good. yeah, I got to see the Beastie Boys at Red Rocks, which was which was pretty impressive. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that <laughs> was one that that was a bucket list item and just the man the cards aligned on that. Um I'd say that that's probably, that's probably one of the top that or um, Radiohead. I also got to see there too, which I wasn't really a huge Radiohead fan before, but afterwards I was, it transformed me to like a Radiohead groupie.
3: (laughs) Radiohead's one of my favorite bands. So I'm so jealous right now that you've seen
4: them. It was good. I think I have like pregnant seizures from the, from the light show. 100%. It was fun. It was good. Yeah. Well,
3: Awesome lightning round, sponsored by lc anderson thanks so much aaron
0: perfect that was good awesome thanks Love aaron it. appreciate it appreciate everything you do for us we wouldn't be where we're at without you and everyone over at Dewalt. the guys are awesome just uh been wonderful being able to reach out to you guys and get what we need to get stuff off the ground they know the trades people the apprentices really appreciate it daytime program has been going great they're there and they're probably using them right now as we speak so special thanks again to everybody over at Dewalt, aaron and the team thank you very much Beautiful. uh thanks aaron
4: yeah, yeah. If there's anything else you or any of you know any of the listeners need, feel free reach out. I can connect connect you to whatever needs to be done.
0: Great conversation with Aaron from Dewalt. We loved having him on. It was great talking to him, and uh, I can't say it enough, but we do appreciate everything that Dewalt's done for not only the Gould Construction Institute, but ABC Massachusetts and all the apprentices and the students. Uh, they've been a great team to work with. Uh, we appreciate everybody over there. So uh, we also want to mention that December is Read a Book Month. And uh, what I challenge the Pod Squad to do this month is to pick a book and to maybe read the book, not maybe all the way through, right? Because it's a busy time for everybody. But uh, I have chosen to read Good to Great. It's uh, something I firmly believe in, right? I say a lot. We take people from good to great. Uh, it's, the author is Jim Collins. Uh, this book is uh, number one bestseller, over 5 million copies sold. And what he did was uh, he he did a management study. In the 1990s, it showed how great companies triumph over time and how long-term sustained performance can be engineered into the DNA of an enterprise from the very beginning. And What makes a company go from good to great, right? So, we did a study. I started taking some notes. I started reading it this morning. Uh, one of the quotes he starts the book off with is, good is the enemy of great, right? So, think about that for a few minutes, right? So, it's, uh, it's a management book, something i want to been wanting to read for a long time. Uh, it's uh, so far so good. I'm 20 pages into it, started this morning. I'm um, hoping to have it done by the end of the month so we can review it. But one of the things, again, I, I kind of highlighted in my book was um, the old adage, people are your most important asset. Turns out to be wrong. People are not your most important asset, but the right people are. Right. Pretty awesome. All right. Uh, Allison, what do you got for a book?
1: So I'm reading a book called Skill in Action, um, radicalizing your yoga practice to create a just world. For anyone listening to the podcast that doesn't know, I'm a uh, I'm a yoga teacher. So this was actually part of my yoga teacher training homework, so to speak. But we actually never got to it as a group, and so it was very convenient that for the podcast we were doing this this month for read a book month because my yoga team, as well at the studio that I one of the studios that I work at, we are meeting. Um, Toward the end of December, to actually discuss this book as well. So, I'm very excited to be able to talk about it in two different places. So, um, it's uh, not a short book, but it's not super long. It's a quick read, but it's a lot of like reflection after the fact and talking about it and, you know, how do you take these practices out into the real world and all that stuff. So, you know, connecting yoga to real life, um, which I love. So, I'm very excited to get into this book and be able to talk about it. What about you, Kayla?
2: What are you reading? Absolutely. So I actually chose the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you guys have read it, I hear a lot of great reviews. And so I think I have pretty good habits. But if anybody knows what Atomic Habits is about, it's just honing in on your good habits and really reflecting on the bad habits that you have, right? And then just how you can create good habits moving forward to be successful in your life, You know, your personal, your professional life um so i chose that book so we'll be hearing some more about that later this month
0: (laughs) and that book is actually on my son's christmas list i just verified it's it's at the very top is christmas it's atomic habits by james clear so it sounds like the uh the pattern what we chose is kind of some reflection right we got some yeah how to be better people, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a great month. We'll follow back up in a couple of weeks, you know, maybe uh, each week we chime in a bit about it, talk a bit about the book, but it's uh, going to be a great month. Uh, lots going on here in the office. We're preparing for our Junior Inspired event. Uh, it takes place on Friday over at the Heinz Convention Center. Uh, we've got uh, lots going on with that in the office. We're building up towards that. So Junior Inspired, Junior Achievement event at the Heinz Convention Center on Friday. Uh, some ABC members are going to be there with some equipment and some personnel to try to get middle-aged, uh, middle middle school aged children into what we're doing. Right. So uh, introducing them to the trades. But there's other people going to be there as well. So uh, shout out to some of the ABC members like L.C. Anderson is going to be there. Uh, Medford Wellington is going to be there. Uh, tech ed, Brian Bishop, and the, and the guys over there, Bald Hill Builder is going to be there. Our very own Steve Sullivan, director of workforce, to will be there. So, uh, it's going to be a, an awesome event. I know that Allison will also be there, and Caleb will be there as well. So, if, yep. if you're in the area and you want to stop by and see them, it's going to be uh, pretty awesome. We've got some construction cones and construction tape
1: yeah it's gonna look really
0: cool so when
1: you're listening to this episode if you're listening to it right in the morning on friday we will be there so feel free to stop by and if you're listening to this after friday we're definitely going to recap the event next week and let you know how it went um and we'll definitely post some pictures too so stay tuned for that
0: and the holiday open house next week happening as well. It's going to be here in the office. We haven't had one in person in a couple of years. Uh, you know, been here uh, for two years here and haven't seen one in person. It's just be, going to be great. So people be able to swing by, have some good food, listen to some good music, have a drink, uh, mm-hmm. see the offices, see us all in person here in our Woburn office. Uh, and thinking about Woburn office, Allison, what do you got for trainings coming up?
3: Yeah.
1: And, you know, for the holiday open house, if you haven't RSVP'd, make sure that you do that. You can bring your family. Um, and coming up on December 10th at the GCI Woburn office, we're going to have two classes going on at the same time. So we'll have hoist one C to a prep for exam starting at 7am. And then in the next room over, we'll have sheet metal prep for exam starting at 8am. So it's not too late to sign up for those. Make sure you get your registration in. Then to round out December, the last class of the year, December 12th and 14th, we'll have an OSHA 10 hour for construction, that's again going to be at the GCI ABC Mass Woburn office. And then to start your January right, take the lockout tagout class, January 4th, 5 to 8, GCI ABC Mass Woburn office. You can check out all of the classes that we have through March 2023 right now at gwgci.org forward slash events.
0: And if you didn't know already, the podcast is one year old, uh, we over 700 minutes uh, recorded, one year old, over 50 episodes, which was great. So uh, thanks to everybody that's been a part of this uh, wild and crazy ride since December of last year. And coming up next week, we've got uh, David Sprague. He's going to be on with us. He is a sheet metal teacher at our newest location down on Martha's Vineyard. Uh, David's teaching sheet metal one to about 19 students down there on the vineyard. So uh, we are expanding. Uh, the gci reach down on the vineyard excited to have david on and then uh, the week after that will be our christmas special best of special trying to line up some excellence in construction award winners some of the uh, craft competition winners hope to have them on as well and then we'll be off the week of christmas so uh it would be a good time for everybody to get caught up on their episodes they may have missed uh, and allison how do they get a, a way to follow us on social media where do they go
1: you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at ABCGCI Coffee Break. Make sure you follow us, DM us, comment, like, all that fun stuff. And then we are wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. I'm sure I'm missing one or two. Um,
2: and we'll catch you next week.